Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the famous audio broadcast that is called Podcast and Bull Manure, but more famously known as P&B. I am, of course, one of your hosts. I am the esteemed uh, uh, host of this show and others. Um, I have read uh, an eight-mile diss track to Eminem. Uh, my name is, of course, uh, T. LeVar Foster Esquire the Third, um, and I am joined uh, first by he is a man who knows a lot about the bidets. They call him a bidet Scientologist, uh, <laughs> a bidet a bidetologist, if you will. Uh, he knows all about liquids that get squirt up, <laughs> up the butt to clear out uh, fecal matter from your rectum. Uh, he is, of course, uh, the pride of the United States of America, uh, Mr. Robert Beach. Robert, say hello. You know, I used to be called Bobby Boucher uh, right around when the water boy was, was uh, out. And um, if you want to just call me Bobby Boudet, B- B- Bidet, that's fine with me too. Bobby Bidet, absolutely. Yeah, sure. That's. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's my brand now. I, I I successfully convinced two of our friends to get the bidets that that I have. They're cheap. <laughs> They're good. They work. It's the working uh, man's the working man's bidet. <laughs> next, the person that you hear, he he needs no introduction. And then also, uh, we are joined <laughs> by. <laughs> Uh, no, I take the back. Uh, the person that you hear, uh, he is, of course, uh, uh, the pride of all of Kentucky, not just Western Kentucky. The best chili. Kentucky. All of Kentucky. The best Cincinnati uh, chili. He is a um, Samus Maine in life. It's not true. <laughs> He's a Samus Lane in life, but a Fox Maine in Smash. What? Uh, <laughs> He, he has a he has a KDR uh, five to one. Well, how many three sixty no scopes did I get with my Samus last week? Uh, can I finish my instructions? Thank you. Oh, excuse he me. He has a KDR five to one, and of course, Animal Crossing New Horizons, which is a very important stat because you can't really murder people there. He's just that good at the game. Uh, he is, of course, the baby boy of the podcast. Uh, Dylan, I have a brand new fresh diaper. Tear. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, I can't even respond. I'm just. I'm, Where is this I, heat I, coming from? I'm fine with being the baby. This, this is because I have dissenting Dragon Ball opinions. I swear. We'll get to the bottom of this. <sighs> and then, but, lastly, we have a special guest this week, and I and our special guest has not. He has not told me how to introduce him, so I will be introducing him my own way. Uh, to be fair, neither did my colleagues because they knew that I was going to give a great introduction. But this man, fantastic, single-handedly, single-handedly, talked about the disruption that is happening in the Pokemon world of economics I'm way back you. in the day. He it's is, of course, serious matters. He is, of course, my Mad Dog 2020 brother and. Uh, as we make bad decisions when it comes to alcoholic drinks. Um, he is the one, the only, Addison. Say hello. 
That's right, coming to you live from the Come and Go Theater of Des Moines. How is how is the Midwest? How is the Midwest? The middle? Is it still uh, in the middle? It's still here. Okay. You know, we're just kind of surviving. Iowa is the worst in the country mm. when it comes to COVID. So, Ooh, nice. You know, really, you know, really proud of that. Uh, you know, we were the one of the first states that said we're not going to do any sort of mask mandate or you know real quarantine so you know we're really leading the charge in stupidity <laughs> and well, mortality you know, if, rates if, you know if you uh if you do a mask mandate well yes you can save lives and also help curve uh the spread of the disease you will then take away my freedom to be a dumbass and die <laughs> and i don't know about you but my freedom to be a fucking idiot and die <laughs> I mean that's worth way more than it. It, it, it trumps everything else. Absolutely, I see what sure. you did there for sure. Mm-hmm. I I want to I want to be able to go to a convention to go watch uh, 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 a serial child uh, 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 child <laughs> child. Uh, I'm not gonna say he's not a rapist, but a uh, uh, child uh, a creeper. Uh, go see a serial a child creeper. Yes, potential. Yes, uh, and you know I want to just go right up to him and just. Be like and sniff his face. Just be right on his face and be like, Edward Elric, please give me your COVID nineteen. <laughs> so I knew you'd die on him too. I was gonna make a Broly joke. Fuck. I mean, much better. He's the only... <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's other pieces of shit, but yeah, he's like one of the biggest pieces of shit. For sure. Uh, so this podcast that we do, um, it's about video games and the video game pieces and. Unfortunately, in the history of this podcast, there has been uh, how many episodes have there been of this show? I think this is two hundred eighteen. This is the first one. Uh, two hundred and eighteen. Yeah, I think it is two hundred eighteen. There have been two hundred eighteen. There have been since the the start of this show. We only end up talking about three or four games. Um, <laughs> I'm okay with this. In the history of the show, the show has been been broadcast for 10 years coming up 10 years next year we talk about skyrim uh we have talked about we didn't even talk about skyrim that much anymore <laughs> anymore for a reason yeah but you remember we talked about skyrim a lot uh we obviously we talked about the witcher and it now a lot of the witcher coming up yeah mm. now we are we're talking to our friend uh the poo sprayer himself, Mister Bobby Boudet, <laughs> about the Yakuza. The Yakuza. Can you can you tell us about the Yakuza? Oh, now you want to know? I okay. played it too. Well, I mean, <clears throat> we're just going into the show. This is how shows work. You just want to dive this right into how... it. It's nothing interesting. I'm playing through it. I'm grinding through it. I'm kind of mad about the plot there, and there's grind, you know, like grind. it. I. Mm. Like there, there's some spoilers that I, I don't want to get to yet, but like Dylan, you'll reach a point where like, oh yeah, like I'm liking what they're doing with Bleach, Bleach Japan, and um, the not Namba being homeless, and that's like, and then the curtain gets revealed, and it's like, hey, this is a bit of a swerve. This is actually about something else completely, and it's like, okay, you you had momentum, and you're gesturing to something you know bigger and more relevant today, and it's like. Nah, no, this is actually a conspiracy about something else. Ha, mm. and it's just slightly it's disappointing. It's not great. 
it's it, it's still enjoyable. It, it, it's still a fun ride, but um, yeah, it was just like I thought you were gonna get, gonna kind of try try to say something and and have have something be a little more meaningful, but like I. Such is the duality of Yakuza. I feel like it stumbles it a is. lot when it tries to, to straddle that line. So I guess that's on brand for him. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's it, it can be messy, but um, it, it, it's grand gestures are 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 ones that do stick still. Um, but you know, it's just like little things that, that, that bug me more. Still, like a, I I I've been enjoying it as as a JRPG, um, as a turn based <laughs> combat game. It's it's it's, it's it, it it can be clunky, um, especially with the enemy positioning. I've I, I probably mentioned it before, but just the way how some enemy enemies and, and your characters move in the space makes it difficult um, to gauge um, your enemy, like your your area of attack. Your, yeah, your, your, your yeah, area exactly. of effect like, attacks where it's just like, all right, am I going to hit two people or three people or just one person? I don't know. I wish, it's, I it's I wish you had more tell. control of your positioning there. Like, I get right. that they want to stick to the, the JRPG trope, if, if anything else, but like, well, then why not have the enemies be in a bit more, like, obvious positioning where that's not going to be a problem? Yeah, and, and, and the other thing, like, I, I faced a few issues, too, where, where like, I, I do it, I, you know, put out an attack, and then the character would just just spit around in circles in front of them and, 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 like, wait a couple of seconds to actually do their move. And at that point, like, the enemies are still moving to and fro, so my actions is like, oh, yes, perfect. I do it right now. It's going to hit mm-hmm. him directly. It hits this person, and it hits this person right neck, like, right behind him because it's it's a area of effect. effect attacked. And, you know, like, you'll burn the first person and then burn the, the person behind them. And you're like, great. Two people, both damaged, but... They move around like enough to where, like, if you have that l- little weird bug where, where they, they they get stuck in the environment or they get <clears throat> they get like stuck in a weird like loop, and after you set it up like okay, do a basic attack or do do the special skill like your, your one of your skill abilities you know or like or mana abilities, and it, it just it it just doesn't always work out. Um, but beyond that, beyond that, like usual, like jankiness, like it's still mm. been a fun ride, and I, I really want to jump back in. It's been quite a few days um, since I've touched it, but um, I did a lot of grinding. I, 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 I switched over to um, a, a solid state drive with it, and it fixed a lot of that 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 pop in issue that I had. Yeah, it, I've, it, I've heard that's a pretty. Pretty necessary need for that game is that kind of yeah, solid state load. which is solid disappointing because it's a fucking Yakuza game. Yeah, it like, shouldn't be this it's fucking. Not, you're not, you're not you know, meant to be like like some t- powerhouse to slow down your machine at all. Crisis, but I, I think it all stems from the the Dragon Engine. The Dragon Engine is very wonky. Definitely and seems like one of the yeah. reasons why the, the characters sort of like mosey around. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I played Kiwami Two on the PC it. and it, it worked out fine. It, it, was, it was it was it was competent and like the only like really big jankiness about it was was really just just like the ragdoll physics are are just nutty and just like unrealistically like 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 goofball like oh wow like that, that's that's not really supposed to that's, that's that's not how bodies work but like I'm enjoying it. But uh, beyond that, like I, I haven't experienced any sort of technical issues with, with a, a Yakuza game up until this this point. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it could be just like because it's a cross generational game where it's trying to you know try to have its cake and eat it eat it too, 
where um, you know, like, oh yeah, you, you can you can be at the minimal minimal spec settings, but um, to a certain point, like you're, you're going to have some trouble. Um, but still, it, it's, a, it's a game more more geared towards the um, next generation or so, so something where, where like the, the hardware, like the, like for example, the solid state drive mm. is is more of a necessity. Necessity, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I could I could see that playing into it. I don't know. It, it does seem like the game's doing very well in a um, like critical reception and um, like sales and stuff. Like apparently, it's selling very well, like uh, especially in the West. Yeah, so. it, it is. It like like I said before that like it, they 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 fix like one of my biggest issues with the with the series, and it's the combat. The, the combat just, it, it it dries up after a while. And if you play the last two releases, which is Kwame Two and Yakuza Six, um, Judgment withstanding. Those two, like that, that that combat system, it's it's kind of like, it's 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 fairly, fairly boring to to a point. It 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 gets really repetitive and like you have a bunch of random encounters still, and it, it just mm-hmm. you you just we, you just don't want to do this anymore. Like there's so many other like interesting things to do and, and interactive, but like the combat was just like it became a slog after a point. So yeah. like yeah. fixing that, it was it was the biggest um, improvement I can see, and evidently they they did it in like eleven months, which is, you know, like I I am not surprised because like that studio like it it, it reuses a bunch of assets, <laughs> like like they 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 they, they understand cheap, like, cheap like out a little, a little bit, they cheap like, out, they know but, where like, to it's, cheap it's, out. It's, it's, they know where to cheap out. They know where to cut the corners and say, like, yeah, we could reuse this. Where I'm like, playing in English and all the shop the shopkeeps are in Japanese still. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's like, we don't have to do this. I mean, it's like, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's uh, just like, run of it. We don't need another, <laughs> like, another, like, 20 voice actors for, for this. Or, like, hey, let's get Nolan North to do another voice for the, of the shopkeep. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably exactly but, what um, it was. And, like, like you said, it. it I don't know. Would you consider a Yakuza type game like the top of like a double A genre that feel or not genre but like label that doesn't really exist that much anymore? Because I feel like it is kind of towing that yes line. Yes, no, it, it's still priced out like like it's a triple A game, True. Uh, at, at, like sixty dollars, sixty and bones. Such, but like eventually, like it, it goes down in price dramatically. Like a lot of like um, not not like high tier like triple A games, but like. like but but like once you can see like you're like all right in a couple months it's gonna be forty and then like give it like a few years and it's gonna be like twenty and a Ubisoft and game maybe yeah kind of like an Ubisoft caliber type game that isn't like Assassin's Creed type situation mm. but mm-hmm. um yeah, I, yeah I, like, I'm, I'm be, still be, very early into this so I, I won't see some of these trappings kind of unfurl for a little while so it's a little you like, got a while eh, yeah kind of a bummer that like it doesn't pan out super great but I mean I still want to experience it for myself because like Brendan. Um, goes to the show brendan uh, was getting into it a little bit and he was not super hooked by the beginning while i feel like i kind of found it a little bit compelling it felt like kind of like a soap opera so, well the other thing too is like you have to remember brendan brendan is very much the person who says like i don't care about story just just let me play the game i guess so that's true. If, if you have like the, the metal gear solids style of like let's give you like an hour of cutscenes and then 10 minutes of like you just like basically just playing like, the game the controller around then that's like yeah, it, it, it ain't gonna get to capture capture you just yet. But like, it is, it is very much a Dragon Quest type game, and it, is, it makes no bones about it. Which um, kind of makes me excited to play Dragon Quest Eleven. Oh on the hell yeah! This, see, this so, is exactly yeah. the route that we people want this to go. So exactly, that'd be yeah. great. 
it'll be on Game Pass, so. so you'll just already have it. <laughs> it it is on Game Pass, but like I think I'm just like I might just spend the money playing on Switch because you know like playing a JRPG play on the Switch is is pretty enticing. Yes, it is. Yes, it definitely is. Even just playing like Crown Tundra and stuff, I'm like it's Pokemon, man. I kind of do want to play this on my uh, handheld. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially when I got like, the ergonomic like grip for it. Yeah, satisfying. Just, like, I just, I just satisfying plug it in grip. to charge, and then just uh, you, you know, like whatever. I'm just like hanging out in, in, in uh, Sarah's office, and while she's doing something, I just like play it and just uh, you know chat about random stuff. I, I've been that's how I've been playing Breath of the Wild when I was uh, picking that up, and then just Hell like yeah, yeah, just like I'm gonna pick it up again and play it. And uh, I have not. Um, I still you know, really like pick, that game. Played it. Played it much recently, but um, Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity is definitely yeah. a game that I want to give a try and play. Um, but I want to beat Breath of the Wild first before I pick that up. On top of I am already spending a bunch of money on other games, and that's just the way my mind is thinking right now. I have money, and I can let use me tell that you. To let me tell you. Let buy me tell more you. games. You yeah. already know about spoilers, so I'm not saying anything yep. else. But you, that means you can wait on it. <laughs> You're fine. I think you can wait on Hyrule Warriors a bit. I think you'll be okay. TL, TL how is how you enjoying up. Hyrule Warriors mm-hmm. for the Nintendo Switch? There you go. Um, yes. Uh, how am I enjoying Hyrule Warriors, a video game that was developed by Koei, Nan- Koei Tecmo? Koei Tecmo Tecmo and Omega Koei? Force. Yes, of course. And the Omega Force. Yes. Illustrated developers. It is, it is considered a uh, Musou game, uh, which is known for such uh, great series as Dynasty Warriors, uh, Dynasty Warriors 2, uh, Dynasty Warriors Otega. Uh, other games that kind of have a Warriors thing in there as well. Um, I've, I really like this game. Um, I don't have a huge history with Musou games. Um, you don't have the baggage. I, I, I didn't play. I didn't play like a lot of like, like I think the One Piece Warrior game, which I found out that's the reason why they got the license. Was uh, apparently Anuma was like playing through One Piece Warriors, and was like, "Oh, this is a pretty fun game," <laughs> and then. Decided to reach out to them about doing the Hyrule Warriors, the first one, which they wanted to make a Zelda game, and they just said, "Nah, we want you to make Hyrule Warriors." <laughs> stay, stay away. You can stay <laughs> in your lane. Stay, stay yeah. in your lane. Yeah, they were just like, "Just make Dynasty Wars." Uh, but that first Hyrule Warriors is too big, man. I think the man, new one is, definitely has a, a bit more of a good pace to it. Definitely more streamlined. Um, so the first one, there's like. The the mode that this has, which is like your kind of like go to your mission mode and then your story mode, like it's all combined in this one, which I think streamlines a lot of that. It takes a lot of the issues that you may have had with High Warriors 1 in there. Uh, and if you're a baby and don't know how to play video games and do not like, you know, the fact that, oh, no, I'm going to lose. Like, I will lose a weapon because of weapon durability. Like, it gets rid of that fucking baby like um <laughs> call him out i i hate it it's so dumb uh but no it's really cool it's really cool playing as i think all the champions play really well uh, daruk is like meh. at least daruk has cool ramps and shit and like has like he does more... have, he does have cool Rivali's just like i'm flying around and now i'm shooting arrows <laughs> whatever I, don't know. I, I mean i have i have a Rivali, a lot of Rivali's like um upgraded moves uh like his his like moves upgraded so it's like yeah, I'm flying around. Like, all of his stuff is flight-based. Um, and that can be kind of a chore to control. But, like, once you get the hang of it... Let me let me dope. tell you. Let me tell you. You don't need anything else because they give you Impa right out of the fucking gate. And uh, Impa is amazing. You can just play Bro. with Impa. Like, she has very busted, it, it, like, starter combos. 
It's not not even including the upgrade she gets. She's just a very yeah. strong character. Emma is really good, and then Urbosa breaks the game. Urbosa is, woo, man, Urbosa. Just in general. I'm about to say, is this is this because you're horny for Urbosa, or is this because she's that good? No, it's not even that I'm horny for Urbosa. Is she's just a really good character? <sighs> I I was playing as her on as her on her mission, and I just I wasn't super into it. But I think I'll give it a shot if I get some more moves for her. It's a it's a lot of the learning how to do the chain. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Lightning and stuff. But then like that's then where he, like yeah. she just feels good. She like she just feels good to play. That. You you get like a link with a broadsword. I get two handed weapon. I'm using a hammer right now though. It looks pretty very funny. Um, where he, you have that like you take some damage, but you do like a a. You can cancel any of your fucking moves into a super spin attack, and it like, it looks really cool, and it's very like good damage and stuff. I feel like I could just mainline the game with that, because they do kind of put, yeah. force you to play Link. But I'm sure you said Master Sword version is pretty good, which will spoilers. Link to the oh, yeah. Master Sword, but um, oh, dude, yeah, <laughs> the, the, like when you get the Master Sword, so like, because they have you in Karak Village, and you get the Master Sword, and then it's it it goes by Master Sword logic, like. In this, in in Breath of the Wild, and in like the original Zelda, where if you have full hearts, you get a beam yeah. to it. And I tell you what makes it very easy to clear out like horrors of Bobblins is like just f- flying a beam, a beam laser at them. Oh, also, you get to drive the Divine Beast and correct, commit war crimes. That's a thing that you can do. <laughs> um, just like Ronald Reagan uh, would have wanted. <laughs> so like the the Divine Beasts are just giant nukes. Mechs. They're just giant mechs. They're Kuvira. Like they're they're Kuvira fucking weapons. Yeah, they're Ku- they're they're Power Ranger mechs. Like, like I, the Guardians could just be like, Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors, let's go and like transform into a Megazord. It's like that. Like, and I can see it. You kill, you could kill like thousands of fucking in one fell swoop. <laughs> it's like four thousand. I think one combat did four thousand Mobobins dead, and I was like. This is a genocide. I'm committing a <laughs> genocide in this video game. But do they deserve uh, it? Because they come talk? back every three days. They all come back every three days for the blood moon or whatever, right? You know. Well, this is before the calamity, so there is no there is no blood moon at this time. So, so this is preemptive strikes. So we're just this, <laughs> we're just walking up on them. When you're taking Rivali's <laughs> mech, you're like literally Fly, has, like a shitty Star Fox game. <laughs> it literally it literally has a thing where it's like. Destroy the encampments, and you're just blowing up their <laughs> homes. And I'm like, none of this is cool. None of this is this enjoyable. Is like, this whatsoever. is like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, like AC130 type shit, huh? Yeah, that's pretty it, much what it's, it's like. It's it's, it's, it's definitely weird optics nuts. on it, but overall, I think um, <sighs> I think because I've spoiled myself, I, I I can now you know brace for impact when it actually happens. So I'll uh, keep my opinions to myself on how things are going to turn out. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I've been really enjoying the game. It's, it's um, fun to play. It is a blast to play. I will say that. I have an idea where the story is going because it seems like very easily. And then like they added in like this like weird sickly looking dude who looks like the witch from uh, Link Between, Between Worlds. Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if that's the same guy, but like, I don't know. It's been really good. I've, I've been really enjoying that. Yeah, I've, I've been having a good time with it too. I do kind of wish like... I don't know if the Switch is starting to show its age a little bit, but, like, this game does run a little rough, but then again, <laughs> Breath of the Wild also ran a little rough. Um, so, I don't know. It's it. It's one of those things that the Switch is starting to show its age, and, and when I play two-player co-op in this game, uh, I'm lucky to get a consistent, like, 20 frames. Like, it's 
it is not great performance. So I don't know. Like it, it is the switch actually just aging and like it maybe it is. I don't know. I can see them maybe trying to do some kind of stopgap between this and the next system, or like, who knows at this point with the COVID stuff, right? That could have thrown everything yeah. out of whack. Yeah. With, with all the weird stuff like of, of uh, Nintendo just putting out things like, like oh 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 no like this like the end of this financial year stop everything let's not make any more money let's stop all all the yeah, all the running streams shit. it's so fucking like are, are are you like preparing for something big or like what's what's going on you're, are you you're, are you oh, oh you're just trying to juice your stats for this year after Animal Crossing that's oh, just so strange okay. Because Animal right. Crossing is already selling so well, they kind of right. only need it. They they only need that this year, and they're like staying afloat or whatever, you know. Like, and there's other stuff that came out, like that Paper Mario game, right? Did it sell well? Like, like, we didn't hear that. People much seem about to it. not. People seem to not hate it, which is a step right. up from I feel like the sticker stars and color splashes <laughs> of the world. Oh yeah, that, that, that's high praise and not just being complete trash. That game's actually <laughs> really good. I enjoy that game. Damn it! We can't, we're not going to. It's do not that. the same it's highs, but it's still like, yeah, it's it's worth a play. Okay. I don't even. It's like, the third. I, is the third best Paper Mario game. Okay. Yeah, that's, but that's high a, praise. That's a real high first and second, but like that third is like. Super like, Paper Mario is actually a lot better than people think it is. I think. I agree. I with think that. it's written fantastically. Uh, I think that game plays really well. I think it as plays. Well. Dude, that's the era of gaming. It was. It plays good RPGs. to great. Like it plays like a like if a gameplay. If I was giving us a score, it'd be like a seven five or an eight. You know, like hey, you know good. what it doesn't do. And I love Thousand Year Door. It's one of my favorite games. It doesn't like Thousand Year Door. Only like the combats don't become boring because of the whole like the aspect of like doing the stage show and make sure that you don't get attacked. Right. Like other than that, it would be boring. It would be boring battles going through. It changed the battle system and it worked. Stinger Star, Color Splash, bad games. D- don't even get me started. Those games suck. <laughs> uh, but the the last one, the um, uh, Origami King, think the Origami, Origami King. King, really good. It's a really yeah, good. I've, it's a really I've, good I've Paper Mario. It's fine, but it's one of those things that was like very stealth, stealth release, stealth announced. Like uh, it, not a lot of fanfare, but like it seemed to be like do decently. I don't know. The thing is, it's Nintendo. They don't need. They don't need advertising. Like, they have been yelling at you, like uh, you guys in like our, our our group chat. Nintendo doesn't need. Nintendo could say tomorrow, "Oh, hey, we have a brand new Metroid game, and it's fine." They don't need to have this long lead line for a fucking no, video, they don't. especially and, like a Paper don't. Mario. And I would Paper Mario is not a, a high key. Is not a like a high tier thing. But people will go and play Paper Mario eventually, and they'll right. see it like, "Oh, this is a really good game." That's really it. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I don't know. Like I, uh, I'm just trying to think of like what else kind of rung true for Nintendo this year. Then because like I, I know Hades didn't come out on the Switch, but Hades coming into 1.0 and console debuting on Switch was a pretty big push for Switch. I'd say, like a lot of people like on my friends list, which is usually reserved for you know when Smash first came out or when Mario Kart first came out. You know, oh, 20 of my friends are playing the same game. 20 of my friends were definitely playing Hades at the same time. <laughs> it but, was a it was a phenomenon. My thing is, I don't know if Nintendo needs a huge market. I think what's the important thing is the market share they had this year. Like, let's not act like like Animal Crossing is probably the biggest game of this year, if not, like, setting a bar for, for this decade. Not to say, like, it's a great game, but, like, it's, it like, cultural, if we're talking about cultural relevance and cultural, like, you know, 
like says uh, like circumstances satisfaction right? like this is like that that was a big game like Animal Crossing was a huge game. Yeah, it was and, the uh, thing of the pandemic when it first started with the stay at home orders. On top of like it, it was, it was never going to sell like huge gangbusters and anything to the extent of like a a mainline Mario game or a Call of Duty or Assassin's Creed type situation. But it's still like, oh well, we did expect this to be friggin' huge. Right. It, it here's how here's how good it did. And this is why, like, I push back on the thing, like, oh, Nintendo doesn't have any games. It's like, I mean, they don't have a huge library, but the Switch was unavailable to buy until a month ago. Like, just the, the system itself was unavailable to buy until a month ago. For, for this year, and, yes. Like, yeah. But, but I mean, that's, like, the out the the console's out, like, it's, it's console sell to date. Yeah. is on a trajectory we have never seen before. Now yeah. again, there's a lot going into it because it is a being a, it is a hybrid console because there is deferability to it. Like it's the thing that Nintendo's always wanted, but like this thing is going to project out there. So, and, and and when I look at when I hear people talk about like, you know, a diverse library, like do we need like these strong libraries? Like cuz I love the Dreamcast. Dreamcast is one of my favorite consoles of all time. I think the Dreamcast Front to bottom has the best library in video games because it's just such a stacked library for two years of, you know, actual production time. But does it fucking matter because it died like a fucking dog? And that's my thing. It's like Nintendo could have legitimately six or seven killer apps on the Switch, mm-hmm. right? And and that would be the end of it. But the fact that it keeps selling out, it doesn't matter. Also, it also helps out people who work in the indie space because working in Nintendo infrastructure is a lot easier to put on. And now that now you have an install base where, hey, I have a $20 game that you want to play. I have a $40 game that you want to play. Like, it's not a $60 game. I, I think as we get into this new generation, especially, like, you know, if new systems continuously not work, I think we're going to start seeing, like, being able to have these games where you can just have these systems where you can put it in someone's hand and they're ostensibly good to go. Right. And not have like a huge like you you can bring you can bring games onto it. It's easier to develop games for a system than it is to develop a system for games. You know what I'm saying? Like that's mm-hmm. that's where I'm kinda sick. Well, the, the, the foundation is is there. Like it, it it's it's solid enough to where like all, all you have to do is just like oh yeah, just just open the door for for more people to come in. And that, that was that was the issue with the Wii U. Like right. well, the Wii U had some killer apps. Like so some good the shit. The Wii U has it. the Wii U has at its from where its lifetime was to where the Switch lifetime was, the Wii U had way more like like enticing exclusives, but it just sucks shit, and, yeah, and no one wanted to get it. And you know what mm. Nintendo did? This is like let's just cannibalize the whole thing and just bring it to the Switch. It's like, yeah, we'll <laughs> right. like uh, charge the same hey, price. Mario Three D yeah, World, like, no but you can get Bowser's Fury or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is definitely among my friend group the most anticipated game. Three D World is very good. Next year, I think it's very good. I still, part of me still, maybe I think I like 3D Land better because I played 3D Land more recently. I think if I actually sat yeah. down and played 3D World again, I'd be like, oh yeah, this is obviously better. Um, I'm about to say, you don't, you don't actually like 3D Land. 3D Land's great, though. I like, it's, I think it's, it's pretty because decent. It's, yeah. it's like the foundation, you know, where the yeah, world 3D expanded. Land is definitely great. I like it a lot. Still do. World definitely just, it's. it was so, like, expertly crafted. Like, right. pretty much every level in it is just, like, almost perfect for what they're like going for there 
uh, and I, especially the stuff that they're adding with like the online multiplayer of it, because that was actually like I hated the multiplayer in the new Super mm-hmm. Brother Super Mario Bros. gets in the series. way, <laughs> uh, but the multiplayer in uh, Super Mario uh, 3D World was just so much fun, and being able to sort of experience that again uh, is gonna be great. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I think I'll say my hopefully my Switch will be usable because i've had such horrible luck with joy cons uh that it's becoming the point where that system almost feels like dead to me it's it's ridiculous how widespread it is and how like silent like nintendo really is on it like oh sure we'll we'll do something about it like we'll fix it or whatever like dude whatever like uh, i I don't even know how bad is the joy con drift because like i bought mine like uh late 2019 and I haven't had any issues with it. I bought like another set of Joy Cons, um, you know, kind of as a backup if this happens. But I also, like, I feel it's like nice you have, have a year and a half Joy-Cons. or so tops. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, let's give you an example. Uh, so, I my I've been dealing with the drift for a long time, and I was just constantly putting it off. Uh, one good reason on why yeah. I didn't ever send it in for repairs because I was playing Animal Crossing, and the drift is not noticeable because it's typically happening on the right Joy Con, and there's not a lot of inputs, at least from the analog stick. But a couple weeks ago, I was playing Clubhouse games, and I was playing Yahtzee, and they <laughs> kept putting my dice back in the fucking cup as I was, like, trying. I was, like, I, I was one dice away from a Yahtzee, and it just, like, I, before I had a chance to put my dice in, like, the barrier to, like, keep them out of the cup, it just goes right to the side, and I hit A, and they all go back in the cup, and I almost, like, smash the thing in half. And I was like, all right, it, I have to get these fixed. That was, like, the breaking point. When, when Clubhouse uh, I was games... I computer. I wasn't even playing against someone. Like, it was just me in bed at 3 a.m. playing Yahtzee. Playing Clubhouse games and, and about to fucking Hulk out. <laughs> yeah, I was just so... I was so upset. I was, like, furious. Uh, I was like, all right, I, I'm fucking getting I'm about fixed. to resort to getting one of those fucking grips you slap onto the Pro Controller and just have the, the Switch tablet, like, like a shitty-looking NVIDIA. Oh yeah, those yeah those things Nvidia Shield like add on. Yeah, it's yeah, just those, I, I I don't know. I feel like the Switch tablet would be too heavy. It would get uncomfortable after a while or something. Those things are they are pretty light because they don't have any of the HD rumble in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're pretty much just like piece like thin pieces of plastic uh, with the components in there. Uh, so they don't take up like they don't add too much weight to it. But I. I I've gotten used to sort of the size and feel of the Joy-Cons. Mm, okay. Uh, but I just, because uh, something I bought during the pandemic was a, uh, like a tablet holder. And so what I was doing is I would have the tablet on the holder, like ah, in front of my face yep. in bed. And then I'd have the two Joy-Cons. Because I've said this a few times, but I actually really love the Wii, Wiimote combo. I love the nunchuck. Uh, the nunchuck i love being able to just like my arms akimbo like just like being unfettered <laughs> control the constraints of this piece of this small piece of plastic and so i love like the actual feel of the joy cons and like being able to do that although i think like when they're outside of when they're like disconnected they're a little too small they yeah. are very uh, but, small. You need one of those third-party like, thingies, I feel like. Yeah, but I still like, you know, it is comfortable just having my arms just, like, you know, laid out and being able to play, you know, in any sort of position that I'd want. Yeah, it's very casual. Um, it's very relaxed instead of having to, like, hold just, the controller in your hand. But, man, that one Yahtzee and, like, I'm done. <laughs> like, I just can't, can't take it anymore. Fucking so I Clubhouse games. I off repair. 
And I've known, I know like dozens of people who've had to do the same things that uh, with sending them off to Nintendo. So they're most likely just going to send me like a new pair and just throw those ones in the trash. It's like great, cool uh, way to waste all this fucking resources <laughs> and like yeah and and you can easily fix them yourself like the only reason why i sent it away is because i am not really using my switch right now there's nothing Mm -hmm. on there that i'm playing you got the time uh so i'm just like yeah just you deal with it because really you can just pop those things open and put a little piece of foam in there to uh fix them up you know it's like a five minute fix and you can get all the stuff you need you know for like 10 bucks off amazon uh, it's more just like, eh, whatever. That's, like, that's I, labor I and, like, ordering stuff off Amazon. It's just like, I don't want to deal with that right now. Yeah, I don't want to deal with it. Maybe I, my I, controller's I job, work, man. <laughs> It'd be cool the controller just functioned, you know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, I, I also played, uh, oh, gosh, I, I was downloading a bunch of demos oh, God, last night. <laughs> Just, 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 just to have them, you know, for, for for the Switch, and I, you know, like one of the first like demos I played was Clubhouse Games, like version of Connect Four. So it was, it was funny that you mentioned Clubhouse Games. Oh yeah, Clubhouse Games was like the other hot item of the summer for really? like, for like my friend group, mainly because okay. we wanted to play Mahjong, uh, and pandemic happened, Jesus. we couldn't play Mahjong in person. So How do you like, play that? Cl- Every Yakuza game Mahjong? has that, and I, I'm just like, I want to give it a try and be earnest about it, but, like, I can't. I can't. Mahjong's easy. It's just Jim Rummy. It, it's so... I don't know it, what it Jim Rummy is. <laughs> it's just making, like... So the, the Mahjong that they have on okay. there, Richie Mahjong, is, like, Jap- it's Japanese-style Mahjong, because there's Chinese-style, and it's pretty similar. There's They add in some things to make it more like a game, though. Uh, Chinese Mahjong is kind of like you make hands and then you throw stuff in the middle and right. then whoever gets the first hand like wins. Hmm. While Richie Mahjong adds in a little bit more complexity because it takes a portion of the pool of tiles out. So not every hand is going to be possible. Uh, and it adds a couple things. Richie uh, means that like you're within reach of one tile. So you like put a bet down saying you're going to win within the next tile. Uh, but it's really... it's. It looks very complicated because it has like oh it has some Japanese lettering on it and there's like all these symbols. Yeah. But really, it is all you're making is you have 13 tiles. You're making hands that are made up of either uh, triplets, so like one 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 two 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 or uh, uh, sequence like one two three four five six, and then there's a bunch of different hands that are just sort of built up similar to like poker hands on what okay. you can get. And there's like a big list of. You know what you can, they're all like weighted differently in scores. And the first person who has a complete hand of 13 tiles, they win. Mm-hmm. And then, the, but then the, the scoring system is really complicated. That you need like a calculator to figure out. <laughs> uh, yeah. But like once you like, like Mahjong itself is very simple. But once you like learn it, it boy, can it get competitive because okay. people can people steal from you constantly. You put something down, someone's like, oh, pon, and they like grab it from you. And they're like, oh, the shit. Like, you know, and then you, like, you're constantly fighting back and forth, and when someone calls Richie, you know that they are within range, and you can see all the stuff that they've discarded, so you can try and screw them over by never discarding the thing that they need. Uh, Damn. My friends have gotten very drunk and very belligerent uh, <laughs> playing it, uh, and it's a lot of fun. You know, some people like have poker nights, some people have Mahjong nights, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. My, my, my friends, uh, they went and bought a... Uh, an automated sorting table uh, so that they can, which essentially has like two tile, two sets of Mahjong tiles with magnets in them. 
and when you're done, you push a button in the middle and you push them all in, and then it just automatically makes the mahjong wall for you. <laughs> uh, so, because it it is complicated to try and like yeah. shuffle the tiles, you literally mm-hmm. put them on the, the ground, you like shuffle them up and push them all around, and then you put them in stacks of rows. Uh, but it's fun, and it was the closest we could get to playing Mahjong in the pandemic outside mm-hmm. of the anime waifu version called Maj Souls, which we also <laughs> play. Uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes you got to have just a more pure experience. <laughs> Very straightforward. No, 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 like, anime waifu titties attached to it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> it's a gotcha game, too. So it's like, it's Great. not even oh, know, hell yeah. the worst aspect. You want to talk about Ark Knights? Let's talk about Ark Knights. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I've I've tiptoed in in the the dark rabbit hole of those uh mobile games for, or gotcha games for sure. Genshin almost almost got me. Genshin really almost got me. But I'm Genshin lost me pretty quickly. I tried it because like my couple friends were playing. Like I'll check it out. It was interesting at first. I hated how the rates worked. I hated that the they rates are very bad. <laughs> The rates are terrible when a character is not, like, a special banner character, like Venti is no longer in the special banner. They don't get put into the general pool, so it means you can't ever get them unless they're back in a special banner. It's like, this sucks. I'm out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That shit's fucking, like, not a fan of that, but, like, the base gameplay had me hooked for a little bit. Just a little bit. Just, like, enjoying what it was doing. It's fine. It's one of the more enjoyable gameplay loops. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The music is nice, you know. Obviously, it looks nice, but it's just my history with gotchas was Fire Emblem Heroes, which was fine, hey, yeah. fine for, until they introduced like a battle pass, pretty much. Um, which man, ugh. Uh, but my other history with like gotcha games was <laughs> both Dragon Ball Z gotcha games. Yes, I did. Uh, both of them. Yeah. You fucking weeb. But yeah. those games... I got, I got a friend who plays this. Both of those games, I do not enjoy how they really play. I don't think... I don't think Dokkan Battle is a compelling puzzle game. I think it's, like, very... Like, it's watered down to the point where you're kind of just drinking water. Like, I, I can't even tell what this is trying to be anymore. It's, like... It's not not very captivating. And, and Legends just feels like it's trying to ape, like, 3D arena games too much. They can't really pull it off on a... Because it, it feels like... It feels like a derivative of something like Infinity Blade or some shit, where you're doing very basic motions to do like all these physical attacks. Like I'm just—it's just, it's oh, just yeah. there to print money. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and, and 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 give you JPEGs, give you very shiny JPEGs and gifs of uh, you know oh, yeah. collectible. Like, look, it's Super Saiyan Four Vegito. That never happened before. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I've been aware of the horrors of them for a while. I had a friend who is easily put. A couple thousand dollars into uh, <laughs> Grand Blue Fantasy. Ah, yes, uh, yep. And that's like on the low end, like of some people. That is that a I small whale in a in a like, big whale world. Yeah, like I I know someone who just like they were at um it was last year at I think it was Anime Nebraska, uh like an anime convention. Uh, a guy there, he's like, all right, I'm dropping thousand dollars in Grand Blue. Let's go. I'm like, fucking shit. <laughs> I want to know what jobs these people have, where they can just casually just like, yeah, I'll fucking. They just sink save. They, they they just save because they're he had not spent any money in the game all year, and he knew that a banner was coming up that he wanted, and so he just like, I'm you know I'm dropping it. Oh my god! He bought a thousand pulls, and you know he got it within like two hundred pulls or something. So then he just has like a thousand dollars in like or eight hundred dollars left in the game, and so he's just like, well, I'm just gonna you know you know save this for when I want something else. I'm like, oh, good Jesus lord, Christ. God. That's a whole other world. I, I feel I weird just putting $20 in a free-to-play game kind of, kind of thing, but, like, that just, like, 
Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, like the Hearthstone Reddit is like on fire about like my gold per month ratio is slightly less than before, it, but it it's a whole different world that that I guess is is Hearthstone's case where it's just like yeah, like you got to keep the free to play players engaged. It's hard to fucking toe that line, but free to play games in Nebraska, man. Goddamn corn huskers. <laughs> Anime Nebraska, man. It's it's wild out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Wild. God. Uh, but I, I was gonna say I, I, I used to have a coworker. I used to have a coworker who would like play like Clash Royale or Clash of Clans, like one of the ones where you could like. Is it one of those games where it's like a gotcha game, which like, you have to like, but you end up paying like so much money for those pools. He would dump a whole paycheck into the pools, <sighs> and that's why I was like, "What? This shit's <laughs> and, wild, man." Yeah, it's and it's what those games. Tragically, survive on a lot of the times. Not tragically, I, you, that's what they look for. You'd want you want to hope for. that it was it was like a few high end whales that keep it afloat, which I bet is the case for some some things. But it's just like mm, they still want people to get a little bit of chunks at a time, you know. Survive is 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 a very generous term to use with, with those uh, predatory studios and those predatory games kind of situation i mean I, surviving like a vampire kind of way you know like they i i suppose <laughs> i mean like it, it, okay yeah I just, there, there's uh, a couple that are like fire them heroes slightly is differently i have a friend who really loves a game called uh girls frontline which is guns but what if they were girls uh got it and uh what <laughs> he it, it, no it's literally that like it, it is like you have like a like a p90 and it's just it's a, a personification of the p90 but as a girl uh and wow uh, it's like a he showed me the gameplay it's like a rts com <laughs> like combination like jrpg game like i was shocked at what i was seeing uh but you it, can't pay for pulls in that game uh, so the only way the only thing you pay money for are for like energy recharge and for uh, cosmetics, yeah. They... Uh, but poles themselves, you cannot spend any money to actually get them. Uh, so, so all poles have to be done through uh, like taking stuff you already have and grinding it into uh, into a pole, or just u- utilizing currency you win from the story. Hmm. So you, what you're saying to me is that that like, gotcha game, I can literally have like an AK-47 waifu kind of situation yes. oh yeah, a oh, yeah. I, helped, waifu I helped him i helped him make a fight stick designed around his favorite character faz 12 <laughs> uh, and it came out amazing like the the fight stick design was awesome I want, what, what about what about 44 uh, magnum coon i got i gotta know <laughs> it has to be, it has to be like he Come showed 30 six where, where, where's she like at endless list of characters <laughs> they're at 50 cow and it's like an eight foot woman <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, there's like a Derringer. It's like a tiny little girl. Like they're all over the place. Like, I need to look designs. at this because like, like all I'm imagining is just like like it's just like like an anime waifu card and and, and it's just she's just holding a gun, but like like I, I kind of like secretly wish like like okay, what if a gun was just an anime waifu? Person. It's just yeah. called like a APP two thousand kind of thing. This is the dark rabbit yeah. hole I was I was inferring to for sure. They they kind of try and design <laughs> them so they match a little bit like what the the design of the gun looks like like spaz 12 is like an automatic shotgun so she has like all this like armor like ba- like around her and she's a little uh, on the thicker side uh so like you know they thicker they know side. what they're what they're doing here on the design the design aspects sure jesus 
I wonder where the trigger is on those guns. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop. I'm, I'm pretty sure Girls Frontline is, it is or it was developed by the same people that make uh, Azure Lane, which is a girls if they were boats uh, <laughs> gotcha game, which is kind of a knockoff of another uh, boat girl gotcha game called Can Call, which is from Japan. Uh, girls Frontline and uh, Azure Lane are both Chinese, and so it's just like a constant like cycle of people reiterating the same ideas with slightly different mechanics yeah that is wild I, yeah this I, is just like pin-up shots of, of of like girls of guns practically enemy waifus of guns yeah okay yeah you know what you're in for when you get those games for sure so <laughs> good lord um and yeah that's i don't all my friends are kind of into a certain one of those like epic seven or fucking like um their own they, everybody kind of has their own that they're really into and i just couldn't really find mine like i played fire Emblem heroes for probably like a year like pretty seriously for like a year well into the expansions that they were doing about story stuff and i'm like yeah this is pretty compelling but even that i fell off of so i don't know i don't know i uh I, i'm not waiting for a third dragon ball game they can just th- that ship has sailed <laughs> yeah N- would, you like to, would you like to pull an oob uh, what about a Pycon? What about my ultra-rare golden great-ape Azoru baby? No, I'm saying, I'm getting the pools that you that you don't want. What about Kui? Did you want to get Kui out here? It's a rare Kree. Does anyone want to talk about Deborah? <laughs> where, where, where's, where's the uh, Supreme Kai that was really horny for Videl? Or no, Bul- Bulma. Uh, it's old Kai. You talking about old that Kai? That is old Kai. That is grand Kai. Kai. Is that is not anyone. I think I think he's just yeah horny for pretty he much anyone horny. at that point. He's been he's been in there for like a thousand years or whatever, and then twenty years later they said, "Oh yeah, Beerus did it." Lol. <laughs> <sighs> Retconning. Anyway, I'm getting I'm in my own head too much about this already. So uh, <laughs> I have been actually playing a good bit of Dragon Ball Fighters though, which keeps me in that headspace. It's not only natural, mm. it just does. Just saying. Someone watching to do Dragon Ball. Oh no! Uh, let's go. Go ahead and do this. Oh, I've been watching the Dragon Ball. I think Dragon Ball. So I've been very critical on this show about Dragon Ball Z. I love Dragon Ball Z. It's my first anime love. It's the one that I used to go to GeoCity websites. Uh, for you kids out there, GeoCities used to be websites before uh, Mark Zuckerberg took over the internet. Uh, <laughs> he used to go to GeoCity websites and read about the Dragon Ball, like. I, I was telling my roommate. I literally remember <laughs> there was like a there was like a uh, a forum board that had like they had estimated and calculated out every every power level for each character throughout <laughs> the series. So once they got past using power levels, they had did that. That was something like like even I I remember seeing that art from the from the current Dragon creator of Dragon Ball Super uh, being. Passed around the internet, and we, we we didn't know what was going on in Japan. Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, Super Saiyan Five Goku, that's the thing," and we didn't know. We were idiots. <laughs> Why and, would we? Know? And it was weird because that even at the time, like Dragon Ball in America was like still such an oddity. We were still just getting it, and like, you know, they did a GT game while they were still like in. I think it's Saiyan Saga Dragon Ball Z in the West or something. No, like. it wasn't out here. The GT game came out. Final Bout. G- it came out Final way before Bout. anybody knew anything about Dragon Ball, I thought. Yeah, because Final Bout, I believe, came out in 96 here. Um, a Steve Bloom but, classic. <laughs> they don't say Steve Bloom is the voice of Goku. Which is so, so like, weird. 
<laughs> so Guillemon is the one oh, to go to. <laughs> um, World famous for Guillemon and Guillemon only. That's that's who that's who he would be for me. So you're you got you uh, got grand Dragon Ball opinions. I'm ready to listen. Okay, um, I believe that the show Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. I have been very critical saying Dragon Ball Z. I think it's bad. I don't believe it's bad, but I, what I believe, and this is, I guess, where you guys can kind of refute me if you would like. I believe Dragon Ball Z peaks at the end of the Frieza, not Frieza, at the end of the uh, Vegeta fight. I think everything after the Vegeta fight is all downhill. I think that's a fair criticism. Um, I. Because it's such a high mark, and it, it sets up everything the show's about from then on out. Like, everything is no, kind of... No, it emulating. doesn't, though. But that's the that's the thing. What says that what the show is. is about is the fucking Frieza art. Okay, so... The thing that the thing that everybody says, like, the the, the Vegeta fight does, or the, 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 the Saiyans, right, the Saiyan arc does, is like, oh, it has everybody wait for Goku, blah, blah, blah. They don't wait for Goku. That's the thing that's really good about that arc. One, the character deaths fucking feel like character deaths. Like, even though we know you can always wish people back from the Dragon Balls, Yamcha's death is, one, foreshadowed, two, like, is poignant. They don't, he doesn't just die, they just keep going. It stops. Everything stops. The fight with Nappa, unlike every other fight in the series, literally feels like, nothing life or like death. it just it just feels hopeless not life or death it just feels hopeless every time they would do something that might seem to do something good he was just like no it doesn't do anything for me they try to recreate that with the raccoon fight but we know goku is coming that's the problem it's like we know goku is on his way and they gave us a time frame for goku for the for, uh, for the vegeta fight it is goku trying to get there as fast as he can there is no time frame when Goku goes to Namek, it is six days. They try to say you just have to survive for six days. Right. Um, so there's that. When Goku comes, they leave, but they come back. And they have to come back. And it's everybody else, every other fight, when Goku fights after this, once Goku fights the main guy, unless he quits, that's just the end of the fight. The Vegeta fight, everyone is needed to be to beat Vegeta, Even including, including Yajirobe. The mad lad. Everything is important to beat Vegeta. Everything is set up. It is, like, they literally, every like, everything that might have, like, swayed them or changed anything is answered. Where in Frieza, they have the answer of, like, okay, we'll get rid of their scouters, and then they're like, okay, well then, we'll, what if we'll just put the scouters right back? <laughs> and it just fucking, it, it sucks. I think I think it's fair to say it peaked uh, with the Saiyan saga. I can I can definitely see that. It's 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 the tightest. It's the l- l- least uh, fucking overstuffed saga. No five minute memes. No uh, you know tournament arcs. No fucking Majin like you know transformation. Like yes, there's there's a transformation. There's only one. It's just the great ape, and that's it. And even then, that's not the end of the fight. You know, like, it's twice. Yeah, it's twice. Well, I mean, and Gohan does it. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, but it's not the thing that like settles the fight, you know. Like everything kind of hits a little harder with that. Like you know, Krillin attempted to kill Vegeta, and the Goku's like, "Hey, don't do it. Uh, this is a trope now. <laughs> this is I just do this all the time. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> don't kill right. him." 
I want to fight him again. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's totally fair. But it, uh, it really uh, feels like Dragon Ball Z should have ended at at the Frieza saga. Like that—that that was like the pinnacle of. It should have. But but like, I, I, I don't does, mind they kept the going Goku of Cell and Boo, but like it was still like you just stopped at like a third of the way in. Like I said, Goku. <sighs> go. The, the thing is, like, the Goku just sucks, and that <laughs> self like that that Frieza fights. Like, do you don't understand how pissed off I was when they're like. Hey, we're gonna vote. We're gonna wish you back home. No, don't. Or go on, go. It's like you fucking like you dumbass piece of shit. <laughs> like you're forgetting the whole point. Of, like it's it's so frustrating. But yeah, yeah I, I, so uh, it's weird because while you're in the beginnings here, I'm I'm fucking neck deep in the end. You know, I'm we're doing Boo Saga research and stuff for a thing I'm writing for, and uh, boy is that fun uh, because the first thing I'm doing. <laughs> Uh, is making it so Goku doesn't come back for a day, and uh, he instead came back when his fucking son was born. Yeah, that's a joke. I'm not even not even a bad <laughs> not even bad dad joke memes. That's just like that's kind of bad that you would imply that Goku didn't bother to do that. <laughs> well, so that's the thing I contend to. He is not a bad dad. After rewatching this, he is a bad dad to one son, and that is Goten. But that is the son. <laughs> Everyone treats like shit. Everybody treats Goten, Goten deserves- like shit. Like Go- Goten and Trunks, the- Goten and Trunks aren't being aged up because of marketing. Like literally, capitalism is keeping them from aging. It is it like they, they like Trunks is like fourteen in the new Broly movie. When he was fourteen in the fucking like the history of Trunks special, he looked a lot fucking different. <laughs> yeah. So it's marketing. Oh, we wouldn't be able to sell as many Goten cards and super dragon ball heroes oh no <laughs> but hey man kids go hard for that like weird little like baby arcade game in japan where you get like it's fucking, cards and it's crazy. You put them on a uh like you put them on the deck yep and then things happen i have no i've watched <laughs> multiple people like like kids play that game in japan it's like i have no fucking it, 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 it seems like here. an entirely different language it's it I, I do not understand how that super dragon ball heroes game functions nor why it necessitates an entire like anime OVA like series of shorts I mm. <laughs> like sometimes and animated it, by actual da- Dragon Ball professionals and it's not just Dragon Ball like that that like type of game where you get like cards uh, and then put them on like an on NFC the, like thing yeah. that plays like that is exists for so many properties in Japan I've seen like from kids shows from uh, Sailor Moon like it, it is like, constantly they are making new ones for this and I, I have no clue how they work these kids know way more than I do. They sure do. They sure do. And it's God, it's just I, collectible card games that it just like it, it never went away. It sounds like. Well, they just have a different environment for all that stuff over yeah. there. You know, they just yeah. It, and it's because it's not like because there's not that many cards. Like there's only like a handful, and the cards themselves can be leveled up in the game. Like the NFC reader will then like read to the chip and in, in increase like your scores and you know things that you got uh, through the game in it. That's that's. As much as I know, because they always just have, like, one button that you just, like, mash, like, whenever you're doing anything. Uh, so I don't actually know how the, the gameplay works. I'm just sitting here during this whole conversation just staring at my framed picture of Jiren and just <laughs> thinking about him. Thinking about his his, uh, his gripping backstory. His, exactly. Uh, his tragic past. He can't trust anyone anymore. <laughs> nope. He's well, been... I love him. 
Oh man, and, and and it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt that I well, I associate Jiren with like the cheapest dumb shit in Dragon Ball Fighters now, where he just oh, has yeah, like yeah. four frame counter that you know can go across the screen. Uh, he and he's one of the only characters who can counter uh, Super Dash, and it's like oh cool. Yeah, combine that with the online environment where you can't react to things at a certain level in a fighting game. It's just like oh yeah, Jiren's gonna become a better character than he would be like if there was actual offline tournaments. tournaments happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Jared's just a—he's just a shitty character. He's—he's he's he just sucks. So forgettable. I'm sorry, man. Like he literally I, sucks. Yeah, I, I'm not saying he's great. I just love him. Like he—he he looks stupid. He's got a goofy like <laughs> stupid face. fucking gray alien. What he's looking at? He looks ass. like a dumb gray alien, and I'm just like I immediately like I saw him. I was like, yes. And I, I, I saw him, and I'm like, yes. I need Patrick Seitz to scream uh, in this yeah. specific voice, please. Like, I don't need anything else from Super. I'm gonna watch these moments with Jiren and be happy. <laughs> Where he's just. like... Like, no, I'm done for, like, five minutes. Is I'm going to go meditate. Good, is there a good... I don't think there's a good super villain. Um, I don't like Zumetsu. I think Zumetsu's fucking stupid. I think, I think Zamasu I, is not great. I don't think he's great. I, I think, think Zumetsu's fucking I think Goku stupid. Black was great until you saw that it was clearly going to be Zamasu. I think Goku Black's introduction is, is incredible. The best they've introduced a villain since, like, Cell, in my opinion. I think they did a great job of, like, building up to it. And, you know, like, they even killed off future Bulma. Um, which, yeah, it's like fridging the wife, fridging the mom or whatever. But, like... We already oh, had that story with Trunks the and other, Bulma. That's the other thing that fucking sucks about Dragon Ball Z. Dude, Bulma is fucking, like, intolerable in Dragon Ball Z during the Frieza saga. Oh, when she's, like, uh, she's like, on the on the on Namek, yeah. Dude, it fucking sucks. They don't give her like, anything to do and, and my thing is, no, it, it's not, it's not, like, it's not the character. It's the creator's fault. My thing is, Akira Toriyama, if you hate women so much <laughs> just don't draw them like that's literally how i feel about it it's but like, he loves little you girls obviously you're right he does like little girls but like you obviously don't hate, like you obviously hate women because chi chi who's this character who you built up to be like this fighter this warrior fighter she gets into the tournament to confront her fiance but that tournament canonically she has to be one of the top eight fighters mm-hmm. in the world. In the and she world. Just stops <laughs> and Z. Put, and, put Chi-Chi in fighters for that reason. She's, she puts some respect on it. And then she just gets a baby. He's like, oh, well. They, well, I'm a ba- well, I'm a mom they had now. a baby. Well, I, I literally, my brain is wired where they can't do anything else but be a mom, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, Videl. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Oh, uh, I hate it so much. But that's the reason, so these kids, a lot of Dragon Ball characters are so flat and, like, kind of not one-dimensional, maybe two-dimensional, that, dude, there's a lot of, like, weird fan shippers and shit online, of course there is, I mean, it's the internet, but, like, you know, uh, different ship hashtags and shit like that, it's, it's, it's another dark rabbit hole that I've, I've stealthily avoided. <laughs> oh, God. Um, God, why do I just, mm, there's too much Dragon Ball to talk about on a two, two regular basis. Dragon Ball to talk about. <laughs> So uh, it's, a, it's a great problem for me to have. It's abundance of choice because I could I I feel like we've had our fill. So uh, what else have I been up to? I I may dip my toes into Kai or, or the original. I, I I just don't, don't know. Like, I, should I do so, subbed or dub? Or but, like I kind of want to do dub because I just want to have it going while dub. I'm playing when I'm playing dub a, a video game. But like it should be Kai or like like which ones are you are you watching TL? Like are you doing I watch, Kai I'm, or I'm the watching original? the original. I, so okay. Uh, Funimation just came out. Uh, yeah, Funimation just came out with a steelbook 
of the original uh, Funimation dub, and this is like original Funimation dub. No, I, not original. I'm sorry, they did they did redo a remastered the dub like 04 because, dub, right? Yeah, they had to, they had to remaster the dub because they put in the original music because like the the American music was trash. I don't care. I don't care what no one says. I get we grew up on it, but it fucking sucks. It's trash and it sucks. It's like butt rock. Like sub, it's wrestling. It's very wrestling. <laughs> Listen to Vegeta's yeah. song and don't th- and imagine it's like definitely wrestler's theme, like a thousand percent. Fucking sucks. Uh, but I mean, like the only thing that like the original dub that was kind of cool is I like Ryan Dunkelman's Vegeta because it's very raspy. It's like Vegeta. It's almost like a snake. Like Star Scream. <laughs> it basically is. Uh, but I mean, obviously, a brilliant in this scientist. House, <laughs> like I said, in this house. We of course obviously uh, stand Chris Sabat. Uh, and I, he's very good for what they do with Vegeta. Is like Chris Sabat's Vegeta works well. I think so too. Chris I think Sab- it's a big part of of the endearing part of the character. I don't know, like yeah, see, hearing him progress throughout the series right. and throughout the dubs. Really now good. Chris Sabat, of course, uh, the best voice actor of all time. He's the voice of All Might, Piccolo, Vegeta. But my favorite, Korobara, Korobara. the best one of the all. Who could forget? No, sir. I see. I was in my head. Yu Yu Hakusho was before Dragon Ball Z, but in like the West, that was not the case. Yu Yu Hakusho wasn't like dubbed properly in America. I don't think it's like O two or something, right? Uh, two thousand and yeah, two thousand two. It was kind of like it, it felt came very on. late because it is like a yeah. what I would consider like an earlyish anime. I guess I don't know. So yeah, so um, Yu Yu Hakusho. Originally debuted on Adult Swim and then transitioned to Toonami. Uh, the reason why I, I remember that was how Yusuke ends up winning one of his fights during the Ginkai tournament. Like, because they're in a room where you're supposed to see which is spiritual energy. At this point, he had not learned how to, to read spiritual energy. So, to beat this guy, he took Ginkai's cigarette and put it on the back of the guy so he could see him. Um... Uh, now, obviously, in Toonami, they were not going to show the cigarette, but they did it in Adult Swim. Interesting. Adult Swim, low-key, is like, as more as I think about it, like, I've, I've always been like, oh, Adult Swim, like, there, it wasn't that much anime. It's like, no, a lot of the anime I used to watch. Was Adult, Adult Swim? Like, I, I, first time I saw Perfect Blue was in Adult Swim. Um, I saw... I mean, and, and Adult Swim's, like, basically producing Toonami now, where I feel like before they might have been separate yeah. Cartoon Network entities. Yeah, yeah, it was separate. They were separate because Tsunami was a was a week that was a weekday show. It was a weekday like a uh, block. Uh, and in the original Tsunami wasn't even all anime. Like it was like no. the new adventures of J- of, of Johnny Quest. They had yeah, they had a uh, lot of weird stuff on there back ugh. then too. Uh, and I, I think reboot. I <laughs> think reboot, reboot was definitely a Tsunami joint. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was originally a Saturday morning joint, and then it was Tsunami. Well, they didn't yeah, invent Maguzi yet. Come on. Maguzi, oh fuck Maguzi, fuck Maguzi, fuck totally spies, fuck. Um, you can't just uh, you can't uh, yell at the Canadians like that, man. You can't. <laughs> uh, fuck uh, Code Lyoko. God damn it! You don't want to watch, you don't watch, watch Total French. Drama Island. That was not on Maguzi. I think I'm pretty sure most of that block was no. like French Canadian. No, I mean it was. They were they were YTV shows for sure. Like I said, like Totally Spies and Code Lyoko, and then there's something else, but. Uh, that stuff like sixteen in Total Drama, Total Drama Island. Island. Where there's like those six were like, those were, 
Yeah, those were at those were after Maguzi. You know where they're at? I I, I happened to just channel surf and catch an ad in Cartoon Network, and it was literally like the Total Drama Island cast are just babies now, and that's the game. Is that they're all babies? Yeah, on it's an like, like it's like yeah, not, I saw I, that the other. I don't like I this saw it at like all. Two three years ago, they're like it's Total Drama like. Muppet Babies and the chef is like the nanny, and I hate everything about. And I was like, about this and I was just like, why? What this is, is incredibly this? creepy? <laughs> oh, hey, look, God. that's somebody's fetish. No, I'm not. I'm not. We're moving on. <laughs> it's, that's somebody's fetish. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> I haven't played anything uh, else. I'm in, sh- I'm in shambles now. I've played Hearthstone, but you guys never want to hear me talk about Hearthstone. So Absolutely shut not. up. Fuck that. <laughs> Brennan's uh, not here to defend you. No. I would, I would like if you want to talk about Hearthstone, I would rather hear about Anderson talk about Mahjong again. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, God. No. Uh, so like speaking of like cartoon stuff, I watched the new Adventure Time thing. The distant, uh, the distant world. So like, HBO Max. Uh, they have, I guess they've got Penn Ward and a lot of the crew to come back and do like, I a think special? it's like supposed to be like, f- like four specials for Adventure Time to kind of like talk about like the end of that show and everything. And I don't know, it was, it's like, it was really interesting. Um, Finn is just an adult now <laughs> with a tattoo and no arm and one arm. And I'm like, wait, what the f- like I've watched, I just watched this series all the way through recently. Like, what did I miss? Apparently, a lot. And in the show, like the show, literally is just about uh, about fucking uh, Princess Bubblegum and Marceline uh, and the the fucking the perils of dating someone who's immortal because they're both immortal. And it's like y'all still do it through high school shit, and y'all been dating for how long? Like. <laughs> But no, it's pretty good. Watched it. It's really good. Gosh, I haven't watched anything super recently. Um, like, uh, not in a binge session or anything uh, crazy like that either. But um, I I saw a few episodes of the My new Hero Animaniacs. League? The new what? New Animaniacs. Like, it's, oh, it's yeah. fine. Oh, I haven't seen any of that yet. It's, I it's, need it's to watch fine. that, too. I, you know, like, mileage may vary, but it's still like, yeah, this 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 still works. It still works. Some some of the writing is just like you know like hit or miss, but like overall, a little groany. But like I feel like yeah, shows like that need some groaners. <laughs> right, right. Like like overall, it's still a kids show that also tries to make some obscure and and, and, and like esoteric references. References. It, yeah, which is like, ha, huh, okay, yeah, he got me there. But still, it, it's just like ah, you know, you know like it, it's still very much a a cartoon. In that manner, yeah, so, so like yeah. I, I'm only like two two episodes in, and they're like they're, they're not that strong of an epi- episodes and such, but I don't know. It's 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 promising, you know. Yeah. Did, did it did it necessitate the nostalgia critic to make a video? No, about God, how it's too <laughs> it's too, how it's too liberal. <laughs> did he really do that? Is that where what? that came from? Yes, <sighs> Douglas Walker said it's too. Thanks. Liberal. Oh my god. Too left wing. The Animaniacs. You know, the very non political Animaniacs. <laughs> Didn't have jokes about fucking, like, Bill Clinton Fingering and the Prince. Fingering Prince. Animaniacs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Good Lord. 
Um, I, anyone else have any video games people... to talk about or stuff? Addison? Um, I haven't really had a lot to play. Like, the entire summer during, like, lockdown pretty much was just going through my Final Fantasy XIV addiction. Oh, boy. Uh, nice. Which mm. I have, for the most part, kicked, although an update comes out in December that I'm looking forward to. Uh, pretty much the only, like, thing that has sort of, like, grabbed me these past, like, couple weeks is I've been playing uh, Disco Elysium. Mm. Uh, and uh, What do you think about that? I, I like that game. Oh, I, I, game. I love it. Like, it is probably one of my favorite, like, pieces of media that I've engaged with the past couple years. Uh, the writing is just so good, especially because, like, I come from a little bit of a background in uh, some, like, left-wing research. Like, I, I have a part of my degree was in, like, Marxian economics and stuff like that. And to see a game that sort of, like, actually understand, like, actually comes from a good, like, understanding of a, it's, it's earnest. Like, a leftist view. And, yeah. like, yeah, and very right. earnest. And it's, the writing is just so smart. Like, I, I it's been a while since I've seen a game that has such like complex writing as this one and the overall like the way the system works the the dialogue system in that game uh there's really no other game out there that has a system like that it almost kind of ruins a lot of very dialogue heavy games for me like thinking about like how mass effect the the mass effect remaster is gonna be coming out soon (laughs) which i you know i really liked back in the day and like thinking about the, the comparison between the dialogue systems in disco elysium to what is in Mass Effect it's it, productive, is yeah. completely different worlds. Because like, yeah. well, oh, go ahead. Oh no, no, I was gonna say. I also think like because this like Disco Elysium and Mass Effect are two doing, I think two grandiose sure d- different things. Like they're like Disco Elysium. I died playing that game within the first like three minutes. Oh yeah. Uh, but like that that's that kind of game, and like you said, as I think there's I think. What the problem is is we're we have been so far away from Mass Effect. I even think this was Andromeda. I don't think Andromeda was a game everybody wanted it to be, but I also think people conflated what they thought Mass Effect was. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be the thing that I can't wait to see when people play Mass Effect a lot more, mm-hmm. because I don't know if it's going to be as well regarded when that remake comes out. Potentially, yeah. potentially, I could see it showing its age. I, I really could. There's 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 yeah. a lot of nostalgia com- coming in with that, but you know, like a, a, a nice like remaster, like ne- you know, quote unquote next gen remaster, will help you know shine the black light on, on some of the uh, darker spots of that <laughs> game and series. But like especially how, Mass one, how out reductive like uh, you know like like, like like as Addison said, like the the, the um, dialogue choices are, and like and how it presents choices as like an RPG. Um, type type thing, but um, just just like treating it like an action RPG, and oh my god, uh, my cat's um, making a bunch of noise. Sorry about that. Um, she's, <laughs> she's getting high right now and just going nuts over yeah, um, some catnip again. <laughs> it's 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 close to eleven o'clock, which is their 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 peak. Like let's just go making a bunch of noise and run around the house time. <laughs> but Mass Effect um, trilogy, yes, uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Mass Effect, yeah, yes, yeah. So there's, it, it's it's a decade old series, and it's going to be shown as a decade old series. Like some of its like p- 
political choices and sometimes it's it's, it's plot choices are like ah uh, you, you know it, it could it could be better and like anything right. from like a, a decade ago like it 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 you could you can truly see its age about like yeah, how, I can agree what, what choices it makes so it'll definitely be interesting to see because like I I loved one and two and I didn't get a chance to play three um, and I really like the really yeah. Uh, there were some things about three that I saw like in in like the previews of it. I was like, eh. I think at that point, like I had sort of lost interest uh, in the series. The main Fair. the main driving force for me was like the writing in that, and the main writer of the series left after two. Ah, right. Yeah. So I kind of like uh, you know I was like, eh, Drew you K. know, but yep. I I, I kind of lost like the fire that I, I had for it. Um, yeah. I- and not, not not to interrupt you, as you can definitely go back. But I think three also to me, it was just too pushed on being the multiplayer game, and I think it also hurts its story. Like I, I just get weirded out when people say Andromeda is like a really bad story. It's like, but you guys played through three, right? Like I don't hate the ending, but the three story is bad too. No. So. Yeah, I, I see. I could already tell. Like <laughs> talking about three about is that, like. Yeah. Uh, it's a whole conversation it's in itself. But it was just something like I didn't get a chance to play it. I'm kind of interested in revisiting it. But after playing something like uh, Disco Elysium, which felt like a real, it felt like a real generation shift in like how people may approach mm-hmm. storytelling. Because like the whole caveat with that game is because uh, like when it came out, I think a lot of people focused on its sort of like leftist ideals. It was sort of like talking about, and it's like overall like story but i think it's it's more of a personal game than that the the whole caveat of the game is you're constantly in like a war with yourself like you are you have like 25 different elements of your personality that's constantly you're fighting with the entire game Mm -hmm. uh and you know you can go in a lot of different directions the pretty much like the four the four quadrants that they like let you walk wander into is like communist fascist ultra liberal in this like moralist section which is kind of like a essentially the centrist like viewpoint mm. uh, so we got into, like they, a political compass kind of situation yeah, it's essentially a, it is essentially like a standard political compass um <laughs> with like a, a more like it uh, the game obviously has an ideology that it sort of like mm-hmm. follows um and you know through its writing but it really is a much more personal game about like how what because there would be decisions that you make that you don't necessarily know is is a, like a fascist decision until you sort of see its consequences like pay, uh, play out mm-hmm. and uh and you're constantly fighting with your character like like uh like you said like you can die from a heart attack within like the first like three minutes by trying to get your fan or trying to get your uh, tie from the fan that's in your room after you just went on a massive you know drunken bender uh and you know you can you can like just accidentally shoot yourself you can all these like crazy things can happen just through very minute dialogue changes uh and it going back to like even a game like something like fallout which you know the original fallout games or uh other you know similar isometric rpgs like their dialogue systems just are not robust in the same way this one is and uh Mm. It is definitely going to be weird going to like a big a big budget game like Mass Effect that sort mm-hmm. of touted its dialogue system, but right. really is a series of 
you know, it's a choose your own adventure kind of like branching path while Disco Elysium is like just a ball of yarn. It's like all yeah. over the place and where you can end up. Right. So it, it, it's definitely a game where like you want to see a lot more games just just like like oh yeah that's neat let's 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 adopt that system in our games going forward like like in 2014 with Shadow of Mordor where like has really anyone else like reached that same potential or like gotten close to it using it not really that much but like we'd yeah. love to see more of it because those kind of games are well i mean those kinds of games are super expensive too the thing like right yeah well make... the thing is like with disco elysium it's not gonna be super expensive it's just right. like how do you like i can't like something like mass effect wasn't wouldn't work with the disco elysium system because like essentially mass effect is an rpg shooter mm-hmm. as opposed to like a standard like isometric rpg like i think that um uh the outer worlds would have benefited if it was more like disco elysium oh yeah because that yeah. game was kind of made for something like that yeah and disco elysium's also or like both disco elysium and outer worlds like they are in a kind of con- uh constrained area like right uh, outer worlds is was specifically made to be a smaller world a smaller area that you're mm-hmm. able to sort of explain compared to something like a fallout uh and Disco Elysium takes place in, like, just a couple of areas within a world that they've sort of made. Uh, and I-, I can definitely see a game like Outer Worlds benefiting from a more, like, robust understanding that... Like, the thing that made Disco Elysium nice was that I actually did feel like I was in control of the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't being pushed in a direction. Uh, and everything right. is because everything's based on dice rolls. I, I barely have control over like where things are happening. I can kind of influence it, uh, but I'm really just like letting things happen here and like pushing things in like maybe a direction. But I really don't feel like I'm in control. And mm-hmm. it's huh. you know, I think a lot of games they get you know they want to push you like obviously in Mass Effect, like you have the Renegade, Renegade, and you have Paragon. It's pretty obvious that. They kind of push you towards binary, yeah. Paragon, because Renegade, Renegade, you're just such a humongous asshole throughout the entire <laughs> game, and you know it, it never felt like that is an actual character. And then right. Paragon also, like in its ways, also doesn't feel like a real character because you're just like you know this you know shining bastion of you know humanity goody you know, two shoes just, yeah yeah goody two shoes yeah. and it's like and then like there there is no real center in like mass effect mm-hmm. uh and right. there's no in, in something like disco elysium there is no real left right or center it is just like chaos like you, you are you definitely feel like a unique individual you know mm-hmm. in a world interesting yeah I, I i think with like disco elysium and like the other like action rpg type games i think it's also a matter of like what is the main attraction and what are the sideshows the sideshow in mass effect is like the dialogue choices that paragon renegade dynamic and like how that plays out with like your other squad mates and and, and, uh, crewmates and such like whereas like disco elysium like that dialogue from what i'm seeing and hearing like that is the main attraction here that 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 is the main bits bits yeah yeah I mean, like, the thing with Disco Elysium, it is more akin to, like, something like, it doesn't play like it, but, like, Divinity, like, where Divinity and Disco Elysium, like, to me, they feel like if you took them out of a game and made them, like, you know, tabletop RPGs, 
they would work just as well. Yeah. But that's the reason why I said Outer Worlds would benefit from it. Because, like, the shooting in Outer Worlds isn't the the main attraction. You're mm-hmm. going there to roleplay in Outer Worlds. And I think that game would have benefited for having a stronger... And I think the dialogue options in Outer Worlds were, were strong for what it was. But I think having more, like... Like, as I said, we're, like, in, in, like, Disco Elysium, you, like, you feel more human as a character as opposed to, like, in something where Mass Effect, like you said, like, you're you're a comic book villain or a hero right. in Mass Effect. You're either twirling your mustache as you push someone out of a building <laughs> and tell the, the, the Citadel to go fuck themselves, <laughs> or you're just saying, oh, you have to be good to everyone. And everyone, like, it, it, there's no... There's no in between, but that's not how space works. It's not how any of this stuff works. Yeah, you're either like Clint Eastwood anti anti hero type thing, or you're like you know trying to be the modern day Jesus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny how how the game ends up as you know, quite literally. Yeah. When you're Jesus, yeah. <laughs> Weird. I would recommend uh, bringing up uh, Mass Effect. Uh, Austin Walker uh, did a, a one shot uh, for President Table. Yeah, he did a um, a Mass Effect tabletop RPG with uh, Jennifer Hale and then the voice of Mel Shep, who no one remembers. Mark Mir, he's such a good. How dare you? <laughs> okay, <laughs> damn, my bad. Uh, uh, he's good, not they, great. They both did, I I didn't realize he was the voice of the Ver, of the Vorcha in the game. Uh, but yeah, they did a really good, fun uh, Mass Effect uh, RPG, and I was like, huh, after Alpha. Hmm. We'll be ready. We'll be ready slamming security guards into uh, desks and <laughs> fucking like bungling but every this, scenario. But this side it has you have Omnitool. It's mm. just it's so fucking funny that I tried to be stealthy once in my life and then I fucking basically just <laughs> break a dude's spine over a desk. <laughs> you you beat up an old man, jump into jump out of a window, only to have to jump back into the window again. <laughs> It was. I never said I was a genius. Oh, <laughs> uh, Lord. Oh, man. That might be a good place to wrap, though, if, uh, if that's what he's got. I mean, because I would love to bring up Alpha Bank. Do? And you know where you do your Alpha Bank first? Oh, God, I will do Alpha Wait, hold on. First, we have to do our first ever PB we're, uh, returning segment. So. <clears throat> oh, don't talk about Ernest Klein, please. No. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to talk to you about oh, no. one of my favorite authors in the known universe, one Mr. Ernest Klein. <sighs> so, <laughs> so, Ernest Klein, uh, who is the author of such books as Armada and... I have nostalgia, and I am 40 years old. Forbes 30 and Decided he was going to he was going to make a sequel to I have nostalgia, and I was and I'm 40 years old. And I'm also a billionaire. Um, so let me read a little pack, passage from uh, my favorite what's called. Dude, it's it's my so fucking bonkers, wild, like just just like you, you can't tell, like this cannot be real. 
Like they're, no, they're, 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 they're gonna, they're gonna. Here's what's gonna happen. Here's what's gonna happen. They're gonna advertise fucking new games in it or some shit. There's gonna be like you can see the Overwatch two character the, the only in fucking Ready Player Two. Jesus. No, there, there, <laughs> okay. there, there's some, there's some like scribes about how like poverty is solved with VR because like people were thinking like oh yeah I'm eating a full course meal instead of a bunch of seaweed. Like like Excuse that. Me. So, me, like that. Oh. Allow me to. To give you guys inundate us, TL. Ready player two. <clears throat> now, also, Ernest Klein, big fan here, TL Foster. <laughs> you can stop giving Will Wheaton money. He doesn't need your money. What does he use your money for? <laughs> for more money? I could voice your your thing. I'm gonna give you I'll give you an example. <clears throat> I gave them all a polite nod and pressed the number thirteen button. According to the interactive building directory on my phone, the 13th floor is where the GSS archives are located. Of course, Holly, oh, of course, Holiday put it there. It's one of his favorite TV shows. In one of his favorite TV shows, Max Headroom, number 23's hidden uh, research and development lab, were located on the 13th floor. And the 13th floor is also titled an old sci-fi film about virtual reality. Is this, the, is is this words in a book? This, this can't be real. Like, the prologue. These are literally words in his the book. The prologue. Is <laughs> uh, released in 1999, right on the hills of both The Matrix and Extends. Shut the fuck when up. When I stepped off the elevator, the armed, <laughs> the armed guards at the security station sat into attention. As a formality, one of them scanned my retinas to verify my identity. They led me past the security station through a set of armed doors into a maze of brightly colored corridor, brightly lit corridors. Eventually, we reached a large room, its walls lined with dozens of numbered doors, like an extra-large safety security bo- uh, deposit boxes, each with numbers stetched, uh, st- uh, stenciled on its front. I thanked the guards and told him that he could go as I scanned the doors. There it was. What number do you guys think it was? What number? 13? 42. No. I know the answer. What is what is the gamer number? 69. Yeah, Robert, if you, know the, if, you, if, you, if you know the answer, don't say it. No, if you were talking to a pedantic, shitty nerd, uh, what number would they use? Hmm. Level uh, 99? I would just guess level 99. 13, 37. You, <laughs> oh, that would 37. Be, that would be better. Uh, have you guys, have either Addison or Dylan, have you guys... Red Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. 40, it was 42. 42. It's 40. The number 42. Another one of Holiday's jokes. According to one of his favorite novels, The Hitchhiker's Guide Why to the Galaxy. Why does he have to explain it like that? <laughs> <laughs> the number 42 was the ultimate answer to You wouldn't to get life. the reference unless we fucking I don't, like, did, it, did it right <laughs> in your face like it's a big the bang joke to you. Joke. Eat your heart out, Hemingway. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, the ultimate answer to life, the universe, and everything. Here's where it gets good. I just, stood there for a few, I just stood there for a few seconds and robbed myself to breathe. Then I punched in the seven-digit combination. Eight, six, seven, five, eight. three, oh, nine. Yep. Yes. There it is. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the I'm, a, I'm a genius. Give, the, man, you should, give, the, you should make me a book. <laughs> in the code uh, man behind the wall door. Eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. I want to fucking die. A combination <laughs> no self-respected gunter would have no trouble remembering. Jenny, I then, got your uh, number. I'm gonna throw up. I need to uh, make you mine. I, I uh, really hate all of this. I can't believe I predicted that, man. I'm ashamed of <laughs> myself. No, you're don't be. I'm a hack because writer. He, like it's not, it's not like he's not even doing the whole thing of like, oh hey, I'm you know, 
I, these are things I grew up on. I'm going to put these reference. It's literally like this motherfucker was like, what's a Wikipedia article? I love VHS's. I love like the, 80s. the 80s. Yeah, it's VHS special. You watch VHS specials. That's it. Yeah. There's okay, going to be Twisted Sister in I there. I got one of my yeah. own. So, new applications of Oni technology continue to reveal themselves. For example, it became fashionable for young mothers to make an Oni recording while they give birth to their child. So that in a few yeah. decades, that child would be able to play back their, that recording and experience what it feels like to give birth to yourself. Huh. Uh, I thought this is a I thought yeah. this is a Yakuza side story. <laughs> Man, you should you what guys should definitely fuck? check out uh, his uh, poetry though. It's that's, oh, no, that's, no. That's, that's worse. Yeah, that that man is married. I I, I hope uh, not happily, uh-huh. but just God, <laughs> it's the it's yes, there. Uh, I I am glad you brought up that poetry poetry there, Addison, because I will be reading a little bit oh, uh, yeah. from from Ernest Fine's. Uh, Poetry. <clears throat> this is called Nerd Porn Artur. I will be reading the full thing because it's gross. <laughs> oh, God. It's but weird. I will be reading some. <clears throat> this is by Master Ernest Klein. I've noticed that there don't seem to be any porno movies that are made for guys like me. Pause. All the porn I've come across was targeted at beer-swilling, sports-bar-dwelling alpha males. Men who like their women stupid and submissive. Men who can only get it up for the monosyllabic, cock-hungry nymphos with gargantuan breasts in a three-word vocabulary. Adult films are populated with these collagen-injected, liposuctioned women... Many of whom have resorted to surgery and self-mutilation in attempt to to look the way they've been told to look. I, I think These we should. I think I think women. we should start giving nerd ob- swirlies again. I think we need to bring that back. <laughs> they are objects. These movies aren't erotic. They're pathetic. These vacuum-headed fuck buddies don't turn me on. They disgust me. And it's not that I'm against pornography. I mean, I'm a guy. Guys need porn. Fact. Like a preacher needs pain, uh, like a needle needs a vein. Guys need porn. Uh, Who's this for? But I don't want to watch this misogynistic he-man woman-hater porn. I want porn movies that make the guys like, like guys like me and mine. Guys who know the sexiest thing in the world is a woman who's smarter than you. You could have the whole cheerleader squad. I want a girl in a tweed shirt and horn rim glasses. Betty Funbrowski, the valedictorian. Oh, yes. Hmm. I want to copy her trick homework. And then I want to make mad fashionate love to her for hours and hours. Until she reluctantly asked if we could stop. Because she doesn't want to miss Battlestar Galactica. Oh. Silver come louder, baby. Wow. That's what I call erotic. Terrible show. I'm, I'm about to fucking vomit in my fucking... <laughs> I was going to stop, mic. but it's literally almost done, so I'm going to finish. No. Uh, but do you ever see this kind of woman in contemporary adult film? No! Which is why I'm going to start writing and directing geek porno. I shall be the quintessential nerd porn auteur. 
And then women in my porno movies will be the kind that drives nerds like me mad with desire. I'm talking about girls that used to fuck up the grading curve. Girls in the Latin classes in national honor societies. Chicks with weird clothes, braces, four eyes, and 4.0 GPAs. Brainy, articulate bookworms with mincic cards in their purses. And chips on their shoulders. My horn starlets will come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. My horn starlets will be too busy working on their PhDs to go to the gym. I am Ernest Klein. <laughs> <laughs> this is our tour pornography. Uh, good lord. God. Uh, Imagine, I, you know, you are, <laughs> you get caught up in a predatory, like, industry, like, mod, like uh, mainstream porn. You have to do all these, like, horrible things. You get pressured into doing plastic surgery only to have some fucking neckbeard who got a $40 million check call you a cock-hungry nympho. Like, <laughs> right. God. Like, man. One of, the worst, one of the worst literary authors of our time. Uh, oh, who, man. Who is constantly getting jobs for no discernible reason <laughs> whatsoever. Hey, the his big God. movie make big money. That means big. He has big brain, obviously. But they were doing this with with the the first book, and it's so bad. God, Battlestar Galactica. Oh God, what a terrible show. The mention in that too. <laughs> that might gotta be, be contemporary. Things to me, anyway. dude. I I think half that book is proper nouns. I'm I'm pretty sure it oh, is. Sure. <laughs> so so the thing is like um one of my favorite uh YouTube watches is Jane Nicholson. Uh, she does, like, she does, like, really fun videos. And she did a joke, like, three years ago that was called, uh, that was called, uh, uh, Ready Player One for Girls, where she does, like, the same thing he does, but with Ready Player, like, you know, like, but bent to, like, a girl Jim and the holograms, yeah. He basically did it in this book! Oh. He has a chapter where he's like, well, now we're going to go to Sailor Moon World. <laughs> and I was like, oh, uh, oh, is this Ghost Speed Racer Go guy not going to call it Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon? Is that what you're not you're going to not do the full thing again, you piece of shit? God damn it, I hate Ernest Line. I want to punch him in the face. I hate him so much. I got another, I got another so excerpt from, from the book. I, I hope it's from the book because, um, good lord, man. But trust me. There were far more twisted and depraved clips I could have been playing back. The current top download in this not-safe-for-work section of the OniNets library was a 50-person orgy recorded simultaneously by all 50 participants, giving the viewer the ability to jump from one participant's body to the next and at, at will like some hedonistic demon. Cyberstalking my ex-girlfriend at her public appearances seemed like a pretty tame pastime in comparison. I think he just admitted he's a sociopath. Oh. <laughs> pretty... I think that, I want to just that... break his glasses and throw him over a fence. <laughs> That's literally what I want to do. Also, that 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 like, man cannot smile. Look, look give at, look at nerds and swirlies. Just, I'm mm. just saying, bring it back, bring it back. It's, and since it's work from home, that means their parents have to do it to them. So, by all means, <laughs> I bet he's done still Ernest Klein. Yeah. Ernest Klein, if you are listening to this podcast, I, I want you to know that nothing that that we say is 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 serious or personal, except for this. I, I want you 
Ernest Klein, the the creator of Armada, of Ready Player One, and now the brand new release, Ready Player Two. Um, stop writing words. You're not good at them. Um, not every reference just needs to be out there as a reference. There should be a point to it. Maybe do that, but your books are bad. I want you to realize people only like those things because they like to remember the things they grew up with. <laughs> that is it. That's the reason why you're famous. <laughs> well, bam! Uh, right. With that with that bombshell, that's going to do it for, for us here at PNB. Uh, if you want to uh, support us, you can do so monetarily at patreon.com slash PNB, where you will get some of our lovely uh, uh, PNB Presents feeds a week early, um, where me and Brendan most recently did a PNB FM Metal Edition, where uh, we talked about video games in metal, and not necessarily like covers or anything. We might actually do a separate set for that, but it was about kind of uh, game music's uh, shots at metal throughout the ages. You know, there's a lot of like... Metal Gear Rising, Devil May Cry kind of stuff, and you know, late 2000s. Obviously, yeah, we touched on like Doom and fighting games and stuff like that. So it was a good time. Let's do it early right now over at patreon.com slash PNB. Um, but if you want to follow myself on Twitter, I'm at Tierney. Uh, Robert is at 23Breach. Uh, TL is at Travis L. Foster. And Addison, you can follow at, at the illustrious AKD. Just stalk his mentions. Have a good time. Premium <laughs> Twitter account. Primo. You are you are a four digit Twitter account. You are a four digit uh, market value Twitter account. Absolutely. So worth every penny over at twitter.com slash AKD. So <laughs> um, you can follow the podcast at PNB Cast to keep updated on the state of the shows. Um, you can follow Kayla at Kayla Neal Writes and Brendan at Brendan underscore LH. Um, so for myself and for Robert and Addison and TL, have yourselves a good one. Hope you fuck good. <laughs>